today's episode of the SI Gambling Podcast is presented by the good folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We love DraftKings Sportsbook, and this week there is another full slate of games to look forward to. And luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the United States, not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds boosts and promotions on your favorite sports each and every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, so you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI, the letters SI, when you sign up. And for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Show presented by DraftKings.com. I am Corey Pawson, the fantasy executive. Frankie and Ben, both of me today, the three-man team back together. Vegas whisper style as we get you ready to rock and roll into the week number three of the NFL season and all the sports we got going down throughout the course of the week. Frankie, my man, last night that Oakland Raiders, I mean, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders came through for the home team. Yeah, they absolutely did. What a great performance to be able to uh, see out of Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs opening that new Allegiant Stadium on the strip in style. What do you think about that, Ben? Listen, had a good night uh, with that Raiders. We figured they were a live dog before the game and ended up coming through that way. And we also had we also had some good props hit from the SI uh, Fantasy Pro community. Yeah, the props were incredible. Salute to Frankie for being on top of all of those with his Vegas Whispers play over at SI Fantasy Pro in the beginning part of the week. Saw some more information come out. We talked a little bit. I know you guys mentioned a little bit on the podcast yesterday. Um, And then also, you know, sometimes you guys never know when the information is going to come in. We had a great tip coming yesterday afternoon from the Propnosticator, and that guy delivered with another Josh Jacobs prop, the over, seven, uh, I think it was 16 and a half rushing yards. By the time I saw that information come in, uh, it had already moved the line up to 17 and a half, still jumped on it, and it was another successful night. So very exciting time to be here. No doubt about it. So glad to get everybody on board. Had a very good night. Make sure you want to have good nights. Join us over at SI Fantasy Pro. All right, let's get ready to hop in and start breaking down week number three. Listen, the the, the, the game don't stop, fellas. And so we're going to take a look at where some of these lines opened up in Vegas last Wednesday and where DraftKings has them sitting at currently. And let's start, Frank, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos. Opened up with Tampa Bay as a three-and-a-half point road favorite right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a six-point road favorite. Obviously, injuries playing a number of reason in why this number is bounced around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, once again, as we always highlight here, and we all, we all three of us know it, the NFL and wagering on the NFL is all about optics. And once again, the betters have come out strong, and they believe that they love the performance with Tom Brady in Week 2, 
getting on the same page with star wide receiver Mike Evans and moving the ball down the field against the Carolina Panthers. And it's also a complete fade also on the Denver Broncos, who look like they were hit with a tremendous amount of injury bugs, you know, at arguably two of the biggest positions. Quarterback, as we know, Drew Locke will be out this week uh, due to injury. And unfortunately, all fantasy owners are licking their wounds as star wide receiver Cortland Sutton was lost for the season. So right now, the betters look to be going in using both of those in a combination style. As you said, this line has seen a tremendous movement, nearly three points of uh, full movement as this line opened at three and a half and currently sits now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as six-point road favorites in one of the biggest movers on the week. Ben, is Tampa Bay a touchdown better than the Buccaneers, I mean, than the Broncos on the road? No, I don't think so. I I think, if anything, we're going to start to see Tampa get their offense in gear, but... Mike Evans needs to be healthy. Chris Godwin needs to be healthy. Everybody was talking about Scotty Miller. The Scotty Miller breakthrough was supposed to come last week. And then Bob thought about, dude, he got like, I think one pass for seven yards. was on the target on the first first pass of the game. Ended up dropping a touchdown. uh, And then it was like the usual suspects. You know, I'm like that. He's gone. So I'm not entirely sure what to anticipate from the Buccaneers offense just yet. I did see that Leonard Fournette is probably going to be the guy. I think the Rojo time is over. So whatever Bruce Arians was, was smoking and basically saying that, you know, Rojo was going to be the guy for a long time. I, I don't think you can believe a word that he said. As for Denver, I, I thought I was actually kind of impressed that they hung around on the road to Pittsburgh. That's a really difficult spot to play most of the time. Jeff Triscoll hung in there. Uh, They were able to get Jerry Judy involved. He took a shot to the ribs, ended up coming back. Melvin Gordon had a solid performance. So I, I think they can hang with Tampa, especially at home. And you're dealing with Tom Brady going to Denver in that altitude. And remember, he's already looking a little older and slower. So I think Denver could actually hang on. And if this game moves all the way up, it's already gone from three to six and a half. If you get them at that seven, I think that's a really good value play on Denver. And I yeah, think I it's also important, guys. We also highlight that Chris Godwin was a full participant, so he's back on the field. That's a big weapon for Tom for Brady sure. to have. That makes that makes a lot of sense right there. Good, good, uh, good, good call right there with that one, Frankie. Uh, Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers go down to the Dome in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints opened up the six-point favorite. Packers have closed that number to three via the DraftKings Sportsbook, Frank. So the Packers going on the road, catching three versus the Saints. Live dog. Yeah, it looks that way, absolutely. I mean, the Green Bay Packers absolutely crushed the uh – you know, their NFC North rival Detroit Lions, 42 to 21 guys in week two. And right now, betters are loving what they're seeing from Aaron Rodgers and his Packers offense. And they're really coming back to, you know, and betting them strong at the betting windows for looking for a third straight cover for the, with the boys from Wisconsin. And in addition, guys, I spoke to several sources out here in Vegas who actually believe that after this game, Drew Brees looked more than just pedestrian. They, were, they equivocated his performance last night to possibly like a running back who's losing a step or an older pitcher who's losing a little bit something off his fastball. They said that he wasn't throwing with as much anticipation, and that led to that you know, critical interception that he had late in the first half last week, uh, last week, last night. And that, you know, was a huge uh, turning point in the game. So right now, I think betters are all looking at that right now. But the Green Bay Packers are one of the hottest teams. And guys, I would not be surprised at all if we don't see that this line 
closer to kickoff by Sunday, doesn't get down to maybe plus one or even pick them and move through that prime number of three. It started out and it's been significant movement because the odds makers had them, the Saints installed as six-point home favorites, but that tremendously has moved after last night's performance and the performance we saw from Green Bay and the betters are all over this game right now. And you hit it right on the head, Corey. The Packers are a live dog in week three. All right, now, now Ben, you're a baseball guy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you lose the juice on your fastball, you got to become crafty. You got to paint the corners. Is Drew Brees to the paint the corner stage of his career? Number one. And number two, do we fade the trendy underdog? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it in the sense that, A, Devontae Adams had to deal with an injury last week. We're still trying to figure out his availability. Um, And if anything, I I think the play on this one, guys, especially as we've seen everybody just ooh and ah over the Green Bay Packers offense and how good Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams have looked over the first couple weeks, I I wonder if the under might be in play here. It's already moved up from 52 to 52 and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook. I have a feeling that number is going to continue to climb because the Saints defense uh, that has been supposed to be one of the better defenses in the league, and they did a pretty good job against Tampa Bay in week one, uh, still gave up some unnecessary points, and I think that over ended up hitting in that Bucs Saints game. But I wonder if they are able to slow down Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes it just takes one game where the motivation kicks in. The Saints over the last couple of years have been notoriously slow starters. They usually lose that week one or week two game. I think, Frankie, you brought it up the other day. Saints, what, like something like 1-7-1 and one against the spread in week two in, uh, in their last seven, eight years, something pretty crazy along those ends. I, I think the Saints have an opportunity to get it right, and as much as we're all fawning over the Green Bay offense, I think the Saints still have one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think Cam Jordan can still play at a high level. Marshawn Lattimore is an elite-level corner. I, I wonder if we might consider if the total continues to climb up, maybe jumping on the other side, because I think the public might push this one up, guys. And I think we might be able to get an under on a total of perhaps even 53 and a half or 54. Interesting point right there. That's good stuff right there. Something that we'll keep an eye on throughout the course of the week for you. All right. Um, let's see. Where do we go next? By Let the way, Corey, while you're, while you're looking for that, you were asking me whether or not you thought Drew Brees has lost his fastball. If he's starting to look like what was what was the name of that pitcher and rookie of the year? Chet Stedman, that's played by uh, <laughs> Gary. Busey. He's got to paint. The, he's got to paint. Drew Brees got to paint the corners now, Ben. <laughs> I know. I don't. So I don't know if he's approached like Chet Stedman level. Or he's like, I got everything. I got guys. It's also important too that we also got to highlight. It's easy to you know, pinpoint and try to criticize Drew Brees or say that maybe like, like I said, that people thought that he was losing some, you know, a little bit off his fastball and maybe, you know, obviously, you know, throwing with less anticipation, but he was missing arguably the best wide receiver in all of football. That's true. Not having Michael Thomas on the field was a huge detriment to that offense last night. And that's one of the reasons why I believe the Vegas Whispers Sharps jumped out and grabbed the Raiders at plus six Wednesday of last week before, way before this game was ever even being thought about or even being talked about for Monday Night Football. That was one of their targets, and they looked for that game, and they were spot on at that game. And I think it was upon the news of them knowing and learning that Michael Thomas was going to miss. So I think it's important that we also highlight that. If Michael Thomas is back on the field, I think that they actually will be much more competitive. But I'll tell you right now, if they are missing Michael Thomas once again in Week 3, Green Bay might have their way. Yeah, good stuff right there. Good call right there on that one as well. All right, let's get to the Detroit Lions and Arizona. I'm about to say Arizona Tigers. And Arizona Tigers, they don't even have a team. The Detroit Tigers and the Arizona Cardinals. 
<laughs> but the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, you were talking about both those teams last year. They both would have been atrocious if you even if you mixed them together. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go. Um, opens up with the Cardinals laying three and a half at home. DK Sportsbook right now got the Cardinals laying five and a half. Frankie, what do we think about this one? Am I laying, am I laying close to a touchdown with the Cardinals? Yeah, they, 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 they do look good, but yeah, you know now, now they're the favorite. Now it's a different ball game. Yeah, it is. It is a completely different ball the dog game. Dog like, ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's not. She, yeah, yeah, Luna's not on the Cardinals this week. Uh, well, I'm not so sure. Maybe she's trying to tell us that the dog is barking in this game. Hey, maybe so. Right, maybe right. so. The dog is barking. You know what? Listen, and once again. We see a team that's struggling without arguably their best player. This yep. Detroit Lions team looks like a completely different team. Matthew Stafford looks completely lost without his top weapon in Kenny Galladay. This Galladay. team is not only oh, – Yeah, there is no Galladay. There's no Holiday. There's no Madonna singing. <laughs> Because right now, not only the Lions 0-2 straight up, they're 0-2 against the number. And that's obviously what betters really care about. Betters don't care if these teams win money line most of the times. They care about what's your record against the spread. And right now, the Lions are burning all their backers at the windows. And I'll be honest, if we look at this game, if Kenny Galladay is forced to miss right now with the way Kyla Murray is playing, I mean, Corey, you and I talked about it yesterday. You brought up that, you know, Kyla Murray could be a sneaky MVP look right now in that market with the way that he's playing with DeAndre Hopkins at home with the way that this offense is running I think the Detroit Lions might be running into a bus saw in this game going into you know the desert in Arizona and I'm not so sure that they can hang and be able to put up the points that they're going to need to put up to be able to hang with the Arizona Cardinals if they don't have Kenny Galladay so it's going to be important for us to be watching that that injury report as we see because if Kenny Galladay is going to miss I'm not so sure that Matthew Stafford doesn't struggle for a third straight week what do you think, Ben? Hop in here and let me know what you think. This is this is a five-and-a-half-point favorite for an Arizona Cardinal team that's normally not the favorites. Yeah, I'd have to try and figure out what Arizona's schedule looks like because the first couple weeks of the season, you know, uh, everything for Arizona was sort of a prove-it opportunity, right? Week one, you go on the road at San Francisco. The Cardinals get the job done, and they do it in pretty convincing fashion. Then they open up the season at home. So even though it was against a, a mediocre Washington team, uh, they still ended up upsetting Philadelphia in week one. So again, something to prove. Can Arizona get up for a game against the Lions that are trying to avoid an 0-3 start, that are going on the road, that may have Kenny Galladay back, that could all of a sudden change the dynamic of that offense? I wonder whether or not this line might continue to move in favor of Arizona, and there may actually be a little bit of value on Detroit. Now, the Lions haven't done anything to impress me, and conversely, no. the Cardinals have. Like, Kyler Murray is a legitimate MVP candidate, and I wonder if we're going to start to follow that trend for three consecutive years in a row. A second-year quarterback ends up getting the MVP. Like, he's been incredible. Like, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I do wonder whether or not this is one of those trap games, maybe a little bit early on in the season, Arizona's starting to feel really good about themselves, and maybe there is a little bit of value on Detroit. But Galladay has to play. Yeah, without Galladay, it's no dice. Listen, if Galladay plays this number, get up to 7.5, which would be a big bump, um, that way, that's where it can become interesting. Because, listen, when you, what you see a young when a, when a young team is up and coming, and they got a young superstar in the making like Murray, betters get behind those teams. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out throughout the course of the rest of this week. Of course, we got you covered. Keep an eye on where that number goes. The New York, the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Last oh, week, this game opened up. I know, not, not, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, this game opened up with the Jets as a seven-point uh, dog. Now the Jets 
according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And listen, Indianapolis, the Colts haven't been playing good football. Now the Colts are up to 10 and a half. Ah, this is not anything that I'd be interested in, Frank, because the Colts not playing good football. Listen, uh, once again, I jumped in late Sunday night and right. I got the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts laying eight. And this okay. number is, continues to climb. And I'll be honest, I think it's an absolute a steal still at 10 and a half. Wow. The New York Jets will be a complete no-show once again. Guys, if you want to make money, this looks like one of the best bets once again on the board. Adam Gase is absolutely clueless. The New York Jets gave up. Just think about this, guys. This is all, all, all you have to know about a new an Adam Gase-run New York Jets team. Third and 31, having your opponent pinned. On their own nine-yard line. Clear running play. The world knows it. Everyone knows it. The Jets give up 51 yards <laughs> on a rushing attempt to a third-string running back who's coming off knee surgery, who didn't even look like he was able to play in any of the games because they were worried about him, you know, that he wasn't playing it. You know, he was about 80% in Jarek McKinnon. So an 80% guy playing gingerly on one knee is able to run for 51 yards on third and 31. Give me the Colts all day. Uh, listen, it, Ben, he makes a very good point. <laughs> I, 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 I will always trust Frankie and his information. I just want this to come yes. across abundantly clear. However, anytime somebody brings up the New York Jets, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's on the videos that we record over at SI.com, I, I know there's going to be a little bit of steam coming out of Frankie's ears. And I yeah. start wonder like i don't the jets could be two touchdown underdogs against the colts and i still frankie might say look these guys are gonna lose by 50 go through the window (laughs) (laughs) philip rivers has a propensity to blow games that he should win and frankie could still be no no it's against the jets it's against adam gase they're everything about them is completely and totally ridiculous I want nothing to do with them. Just take the Colts, do whatever you have to do. So I this feels like a stay away to me. I could absolutely see the Jets finding a way to backdoor. Like like the Jets, you know, all of us that were on the under uh, in Jets in San Francisco at 43 and a half, and that total kept moving down and down and down. We were on the right side of that. And then all of a sudden, Sam Darnold makes one of the most brilliant plays of the week, ends up getting a, a really nice touchdown pass with about a minute and a half left to go. The 44 hits, under betters lose, and I'm left feeling a little bit sad to myself. So this feels like I just – I don't want anything to do with the Jets. Most of the time I'll probably go the other side, but ugh, just everything about the Jets just smells. No, well, I'll tell you right bet. now, guys, get ready to see the most lopsided ticket count, and this game will be involved in every teaser that almost every sports book will have a liability in as all betters will be looking to bring this game down to Indianapolis, only laying three or three and a half, four in that range. So get ready because this game will be involved nearly all of the liability for sports books. The sports books will be rooting hard for a Jets outright upset, but I just don't see it. There's no way. You highlighted it, Ben. You talked about that one touchdown pass, and I have to, I owe an apology out there. I actually gave a little bit of a dig last week to Braxton Berrios saying, you know, like, what are they going to do, roll out Berrios at wide receiver? That guy was the only guy out there that had heart. He was the only one that showed a little <laughs> bit of life out there. And you know what? The, the rest of that heart, that, the rest of that heart of that whole entire New York Jets team, he's playing right now for the Seattle Seahawks on their defense. 
And that's Jamal Adams because Jamal Adams has been all over the field and he looks like Superman out there for the Seattle Seahawks. And once again, it's another indictment on a terrible franchise and a terribly run team as Adam Gase ran another star player out of one of his teams. He did it in Miami. He's doing it again with the Jets. Guys, if you love money, you want to make money, bury the Colts this week. (laughs) All right. All right. Frankie, did you grow up as a Jets fan? Absolutely not. I will not. I, I refuse to uh, admit that. <laughs> you sound like a, a scorned fan. <laughs> like that's Listen, you sound like me talking about the Knicks. <laughs> if you're asking if I was sitting twenty rows back from the fake spike by Dan Marino as he hit, uh, you know Ingram in the corner right in front of me at the pylon, yes. Was nice. I also was I also five six years old and still remember it vividly as day watching AJ Dewey in the Mud Bowl. Intercept two Richard Todd passes as the Jets lose in the AFC title game to the Dolphins. Yes, have I? You know, was I sitting through all these things? Unfortunately, yes. I am a bitter Jets fan, but I'll tell you right now, being a bitter Jet fan has absolutely learned, been able to make me make so much money betting against the New York Jets since. They have let go of, you know, arguably, and they're not competitive since Rex Ryan has left this team. And I'll be honest right now, guys, they are a moneymaker in terms of fading them. So like I said, I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not angry with them. Keep Adam Gase there because as long as Adam Gase is there, they are a moneymaker to fade. The Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one opened up with, uh, with, with, with uh, Houston catching six. Right now, that number is down to three and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Frank. Pittsburgh Steelers, three and a half point favorites. That's that six was high for two teams of the playoff teams in the AFC. Um, but it's been it's been a rough start for the Texans. This is a funny looking number, a funny looking game right here to me. Break this one down for me, Frankie. What are you seeing here? Yeah, I'll be honest, guys. This w- this is probably the biggest head scratcher for me that this game has seen the significant line movement that it has and the direction in which it's going. Uh, for me right now, guys, we look at it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, he looks absolutely great right now. He looks to have a significant con- connection with one of the, maybe the arguably the rising stars at the wideout position in Deontay Johnson. I mean, he's had 10 plus targets in each of his first two games, guys. And that steel offense looks really, really on track. And the Houston Texans, I'm not so sure what really to expect. Last week, Will Fuller, he put up a goose egg. He didn't even get in the stat sheet. How is this team going to be able to <laughs> compete with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Guys, I actually, this for me, I'm shocked at the line movement in this game. Ben, I can't figure this one out right here. Frank said it's a head scratcher. It is a head scratcher. I don't know what to do with this. I think it's probably because after Denver lost Cortland Sutton and they lost Drew Locke, they still put up a fight on the road last week. And I think now you're getting somebody like Deshaun Watson coming in as opposed to Jeff Driscoll. And that might be part of the reason why the line is going in favor of Houston. You're also dealing with the Texans team that doesn't want to start the season 0-3 after making the postseason last year. Uh, conversely, Pittsburgh is coming in 2-0. and So maybe it's an opportunity for them to sit back and not have as much urgency here. So I understand the line movement in that, in, in that direction. Pittsburgh's defense um, 
played really well the first game of the season, and then they let Denver hang around when they probably didn't need to. Um, I, I do think Pittsburgh is probably the right play here, and especially if the line keeps moving. If you can get them at maybe minus three, that seems like a really good play. They're currently minus three and a half over at DraftKings Sportsbook. But I, I could also see somebody like Deshaun Watson saying, all right, enough's enough. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to carry this team on my shoulders because that's the way that Bill O'Brien has set it up for him. And we've talked about bad coaches before. I mean, Bill O'Brien has done Deshaun Watson no favors over the last few years. So I do think they can hang with Pittsburgh, even in a tough environment on the road. Uh, but I also understand, too, why the line has moved in that direction. Let's head over to that. That's that. Uh, that's our early week NFL report. Obviously, we'll continue to break down the National Football League throughout the course of the week. Give you some good Vegas whisper play, plays right here on the podcast. But definitely the community over at SI Fantasy Pro is where you go to get all of the action that comes from the Vegas Whisperers squad. All right, um, before we let you go, oh, before we get out of here and talk some NBA and get ready to get up out of here, don't forget the SI Gambling Podcast will now have its own home. So in a couple short days, you'll be able to put into your podcast search SI Gambling, and that will come up and not underneath SI Fantasy. And also be on the lookout for Bull Market Fantasy all from the SI Fantasy team. All right, Lakers and Nuggets tonight, game number three. Lakers, six-and-a-half-point favorite, Frank. Um, this line has been more or less frozen. I do not see where I can pick a side on this one, to be honest with you, but I'm going to stick to those playoff unders, Frankie. The under at DraftKings Sportsbook is sitting at 214. It's been bouncing around 213-and-a-half and 214 all day. Yeah, I'm just worried, though, that, you know, maybe it, it could pipe, pipe possibly the steam and the balloon, you know, and everything really might be out of the the uh, Denver Nuggets sales, guys. Uh, that three-pointer at the buzzer by Anthony Davis could have been absolutely crushing to the Denver Nuggets, and I'm not so sure what we're going to get out of them. For me, I, I agree. Um, right now we see 63% of the money at DraftKings Sportsbook is actually going in favor of the Denver Nuggets and everyone grabbing the points. Now you guys all know I am probably the biggest advocate of fading, you know, on James King of taking your money, but I'll be guys. If I had to make a play on this game tonight, I don't have any strong indication. The Vegas whispers sharps have not stepped out on this game, but if I had to make a personal lane, I would actually lay the wood tonight with the Lakers because I think that this series may be over already because I don't know how Denver is going to respond or even come back after a demoralizing loss like they experienced the other night when Anthony Davis hit it at the buzzer. Now, Ben, here's the interesting part about that. We've seen this Nugget team get tougher as the, as the series move on. They've been able to push teams to seven games, and they just been, you know, as the series moves on, they just seem like they bring their best. But by the same token, you got to think, not only is this the Lakers, they might be ready to go home. Yeah, I, I'm curious as to sort of how this one will play. I like Frankie's perspective that the Lakers might just be ready to go ahead and put some wind in their sails. But defense has been good on both sides, especially in game two. And I think that under again, uh, right in around 214, that's probably where I'm leaning. Uh, I, I've seen a little bit of information come in that would indicate that there's both some sharp movement and sharp action coming in on the under as well tonight. So let's go right back to it. I think a lot of people might expect some more points to be scored, whether it be from LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, or whether the, the Nuggets try to push pace a little bit. But I will say the under would likely be my play for tonight in game three. All right, let's get ready to hop up out of here. Any Vegas whispers come in while we was on the show, Frank? Yeah, there is, and uh, we're going to go on to the diamond tonight. There is one play that has come through Vegas Whispers style, and that would be the Tampa Bay Devil Rays 
going into City Field against the New York Mets. So the Sharps right now are backing Snell at odds of $1.31 in this game tonight, guys. Tampa Bay, they are the play, the Rays over the New York Mets on Tuesday night. All right, let's get ready to hop on out of here. Once again, I want to thank everybody for rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a like. And make sure you sign up for SI Fantasy Pro and get all those Vegas whispers right to your inbox. For my main man, Ben and Frankie, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. We are out.